I'm Emily McDowell. And I'm Holly Whitaker. And this is Quitted, a podcast about quitting. Hey, Good girl, morning. Hey. I'm so sorry to everybody for my nasal, my nasal drip, my post nasal drip. Is that what it's called? <laughs> it Whatever. is. It's post nasal drip. After the nasal drip, I've got um, candy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I kind of um, do too. So yeah. apologies. So, <laughs> you had COVID. You finally, you, you finally have it. You had never had it before. Right? I had never had COVID. Um, yeah. I was a I was a COVID virgin, and I got COVID. Um, while I was in Morocco, uh, which was supposed to be this big epic trip that I took after Barnes and Noble acquired my company and I became a consultant and said, uh, I'm stepped off the cliff and totally changed my life. And I was like, I'm going to go to Morocco to paint and celebrate this. You got a vision. I had a vision. Like you were like, I had a vision. It was like the universe. I had this whole vision of like, I'm, I got this this, uh, you know, really strong intuitive hit that I was supposed to be painting. And then I felt like the universe aligned itself to allow well, me to go Flora paint. Because Flora said this one spot yeah. opened up. And yes, like, and my friend, so my friend who the led the retreat and, was like, yeah. it was the day I was thinking about the painting. And then, yeah. you know, she texts me 15 minutes later and says, this spot on my art retreat has opened in Morocco. And I was like, oh my God, it's a sign. I have to do this. And so <laughs> I did it. And then, you know, four days in, I, I got COVID. Um, and, yeah. uh, and I was pretty sick. About a, a third of our group got it. And we were isolated at a retreat center anyway, down, um, on the edge of the Sahara. And so we were the only people there at this spot. And so it was pretty easy to isolate and quarantine. And Mm -hmm. most everybody else just had some really mild cold symptoms. Everybody was vaccinated as a prerequisite for the trip. And I got pretty sick. Mm. So I did that. You get a fever? I had a fever. I just felt like I had the flu. Mm. Um, I lost my sense of taste and smell. Is it back? Yes, it oh, is good. back. Okay, I it was only gone for about four or five days, mm. and it was more smell than taste, and it was extremely bizarre. Yeah, yeah. Good for, but I mean, like, so you know, not as planned. Not um, as planned. Not as planned. But um, you know, and uh, you know, Moroccan COVID you know, not any more artistically inspiring than American COVID. <laughs> not like, you Did know. you paint? A little bit. Okay. Um, I painted for a day and then, uh, and then I got sick. So then I okay. just, then I just read my books and, and, yeah. you know, yeah. I was thinking about this because I, when you were, I was thinking about, you know, I went to Croatia and Italy last year after I left Tempest and it was just like, not to sound like it wasn't the most epic trip I've ever had in my life. It was vanilla. It was beautiful and lovely and whatever, but like it was a letdown based on what I had been expecting it would do for me at the end of such a long slog. And I was thinking it's just interesting sometimes, you know, like of course you went to Morocco. Of course you like followed the golden path and listened to your angels and you know, went on this trip and then you ended up, you know, in the desert with COVID. With COVID. Um, I mean, that's it feels just, it's appropriate. It feels very appropriate. It's just, and it, and not in a like 
universe is punishing me way, but just in a like, no. this is how, this, this is, is life. life. Like this is yeah. freaking life. Something ends and you think like, I'm going to have this beautiful <laughs> new beginning and I'm going to do this. And then life is like, no, you're just going to like sit in a bed in another nope. country. You know, nope. like, no, this is, <laughs> no. So, uh, so yeah, wah, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's life and it's fine. And it, it's really, it, it is, it is, it is mean, what it is, forget right? It. Nope, won't forget I it. sure won't. I sure won't. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know if I have allergies or cold or Lyme disease. And so I don't well, know. That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like that's a that's a terrifying spread. It is. It's not you know? COVID. I've been like, you know, testing myself every every few days just because it's been lingering. But yeah, I get bit by a tick. I did the prophylactic you know, antibiotics <laughs> which I'd never heard of before in my life. But you know, it's like what it sounds like, a condom for your immune system. Um, Curious. And, <laughs> um, and I don't know. Some of the signs are like neck pain, and I've had conf- like I, I, I've had neck pain, and I've been really tired, and I've got. But I don't. I think like it's like flu-like symptoms, but I don't know what flu-like symptoms are. I think they're like fever and chills. I don't think they're like mm-hmm. nasal drip and watery eyes. I think it could be allergies. Maybe at 40, I got allergies, you know, for the first time. Well, yeah, you also are, you're living in a fairly new climate and that's, Mm, you know, well, um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. All right. So, um, yeah. So this is the first time we've been recording in a couple of weeks and we thought we would do an episode on, what's happened since we both recorded our intro episodes. Emily and I are finding our way here, I think. And like, I want to say this is fun now. And it was a really uncomfortable stretch of time to get to this place of like where I'm so excited to sit down and talk to you. And we haven't done an episode where we just sit down and talk ever. Like we've had an agenda Mm -hmm. and we've been, I think, like really overly prescriptive about it. And so we're just going to like shoot the fucking shit. Yeah. I mean, I really, I didn't know how to do a podcast and not that I know now, but you know, when I started, I had this idea that I was, ago. I had an idea that I was supposed to be like Terry Gross, you know, or like that I was mm-hmm. supposed to be like, that I was supposed to be like some kind of public radio professional or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, it's like, have you ever listened to a podcast? And, uh, you would think had that you? I had. I had, um, of course, <laughs> but, and yet, um, I had these, I had some like fairly strange ideas about what my role was supposed to be. And I put a lot of pressure on myself as a result. And it turns out that when you put a lot of pressure on yourself, things aren't very fun. And Mm -mm. so it's been really fun to do however many episodes we've done. 13? Is it 13? Well, like what hasn't been published is like 16 all in all. Yeah. Yeah, um, Four months. Mm-hmm. Plus all the ones we scrapped, right? Um, <laughs> and to just and to just relax into this a bit, and to you know start to find a rhythm and start to feel a little bit more confident and a little bit you know less uptight about it. Well, like I think the thing that is so interesting is like there was a night a couple of like maybe four weeks ago or five weeks ago, like that Sunday. Do you remember that Sunday where I was like at the depths of my depression and I like left my house finally at like nine o'clock at night to go get a pack of cigarettes. And like you called and then I was just like, I'm going to like sell my house and I'm going to stop writing my newsletter and like blah, 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 blah. And we talked mm-hmm. on the phone for like an hour and it was just like, this is what we need to be fucking talking about here. Yeah. And I think that yeah. we ruined that like juice of being able to like actually have conversations and really 
explore different topics as who we are because we felt like we had to like we owed some level of like sophistication that we don't that neither of us have <laughs> um so anyway and i think it's also like there is a pressure at least i felt a pressure to stay in a lane right like define yourself as something and if you're a show where you interview people then you're like this is the place where we tell people stories of this and it, it, there's a there's a really prescriptive definition like everything wants a soundbite right and everything wants to be able to like we want to be able to say like this is a podcast where we just do this. And the truth about this one is that we talk to people and we also bring our own perspectives and we also talk to each other. And this podcast came out of our experiences of talking to each other about mm -hmm. quitting and about going through personal change and interchange and outer change and starting to say to our to each other these are broader conversations that we should be having. And like, yeah. this feels fun and this feels interesting. And so yeah. really, you know, it's a combination. And and we've done a lot of interviews and the interviews are wonderful. And there are so many people that have such interesting stories and so much wisdom to share. And also part of this is going to be us. Yeah. Um, taking up space. So before we get into the episode, I just wanted to remind everybody that we are a listener-supported and self-supported and produced podcast. Nobody pays us to do this. We are paying for the, the making of this podcast with our Patreon community and ourselves. And so if you love this podcast and you want to support us, the best way to do that is to join our Patreon and you can find us at uh, patreon.com forward slash quitted. And we really just deeply, deeply appreciate everyone who contributes to help us make this happen. If you don't have the means to financially support us, we also love when you share about us, when you rate us, when you leave us reviews, when you tell your friends about us, just helping us to get this podcast out into the world is uh, really, really helpful. So thank you for those of you who have done that. And if you haven't yet done it, uh, we would love it if you did. Yeah. And just subscribing, listening, sending us good vibes, you know, all those things. Mm -hmm. Good vibes, gratefully accepted. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want bad vibes. No, no. Keep those. You can keep those. Emily McDowell, welcome to Quitted. This is your update episode where we want to know all about what's happened to you since you recorded your first Who the Fuck is Emily McDowell episode. Real quick, I want to say I had a hard time with that episode because, I mean, you had a hard time with that episode. And I had a hard time with that episode because <laughs> you couldn't actually really talk about the full scope of what you were in the middle of quitting. And that's mm -hmm. where I want to start because yeah. you have since sold your company. You have been in the process of doing that for a year or mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. let's just start there. What was that like? Oh, it was very, very hard. It was this giant piece of my life that was in progress, which was the the process of selling M and Friends. And I knew when I recorded that episode that most likely it would be sold and that I would eventually be leaving the company. 
And that is a huge transition in my life. And I couldn't talk about it because of obvious reasons. Like it was, it was still in progress. And um, and the sale went through as of April 1st. So it was, I think it was back in February. And so we were sort of in the in the later stages of negotiations, but it wasn't a foregone conclusion yet, but it was it was pretty close. And the episode didn't feel like a lie in that everything else in it, you know, was true. And I stand by all of what I said and all of that other stuff is true, but it felt like a lie of omission in that I couldn't share this giant piece of what was happening for me. And honestly, one of the reasons that I really wanted to start this podcast was this last year of my life and what I've personally been experiencing in terms of kind of dealing with the pre-transition, transition, you know, thinking about change and thinking about quitting and thinking about leaving the thing that the world wants you to do and leaving a thing that was once felt like a calling and the idea of failure and the idea, like all of these things. And I, and I wanted to be able to tie it back to this huge decision that I was making in my life and uh, I couldn't do that. So now I can. So that's great. Yeah. Good for you. I'm very happy. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think the thing that like is so interesting. So Emily and I met like, I mean, we, you know, we've talked about this. We've known each other for a couple of years on Instagram. We started talking last April before you started talking about selling. And I think I like, mm-hmm. I think it at was that time. Yeah. Right. It was, I had no intention of selling. Yeah. And in fact, you know, I was really looking forward to a future at that time of, continuing to step back. So continuing to diminish my role in the company, yeah, which was something that I put into motion in 2018 when I, I sold most of my brand to Knock Knock, which was our sister brand. And so the big reason for making that decision was to be able to have a life that felt sustainable, to be able to say, okay, I don't have seven jobs anymore. I only have one. Yeah. And now I can step back and you know, be maybe doing this eventually part time. And so in this last, the last year leading up to the the sale, so in like 2021, was really the first time that I had actually been able to live into that promise. The few years following the merger were just a lot of work, were difficult in sort of unforeseen ways. And then the pandemic hit. And so it was really just like that last year was I was finally like, oh my gosh, I can see, I can see having this future. I can see where I'm, you know, I do this part time. I can do other things. I'm like, this feels sustainable. This feels good. This feels like the life that I really want. And then my business partner was who owned who is the you know vast majority owner of the company said I think it's it's time to sell and we're gonna sell and and that was June that was in that was in May of last year okay so it was a year just about a year ago and my reaction was like no what mm. like why do you want to sell like this is but it just got good for me like you know and like we're and we're and and we're doing well and like we're profitable again after a few years of of really things being touch and go and like we finally figured it out and like what do you mean you want to sell you know and so at first that news was really hard for me and i was really angry and i was really you know i went through this whole like this is unfair you know this is just not what i want and then i'm actually I'm really glad that I had a year 
it was interesting because the sale was originally supposed to to happen by the end of the year. So it was supposed to be about six months. And then as things do, you know, things took longer than they were meant to. And, you know, it sort of dragged out, which gave me an opportunity to really come to change my mind Mm -hmm. and to really understand that I actually felt complete with this stage of my life and that holding on to my role in this company and continuing on as an employee would give me security, which my brain really wanted, but would also really prevent me from moving on and exploring different things and becoming a different version of myself. And it was easy. My job felt easy, but I also knew deep down that I was living a version of myself that 10 years ago me wanted. And I have changed a lot in that 10 years. How I want to spend my time has changed a lot. You know, I've made thousands of products and I am, I don't feel like I care about making more products. And, you know, we are a company that made products. It's interesting to hear it from you because we really never talked about this. So Emily and I Mm. were in constant contact during this time. And so I watched the updates roll in, right? And I also, as somebody who wants to like solve people's lives for them and has to like restrain herself, (laughs) what I saw from my end was like you had a sweet fucking gig like you had worked mm-hmm. so hard to set up like it was a comfy income it was a stable paycheck it was a job you knew how to do it had a ceiling on the number of hours that you were going to work a week it was like in your zone of you know like your old zone of genius but like mm-hmm. a zone that you could just like kind of phone in now cuz it's just so well home totally it was something i really knew how to do and you know not stressful yes. right there was not no stressful. element of stress what i saw a lot was the machinations of like kind of like how how can i keep holding on to this mm-hmm. and not let go of this and and mm-hmm. like it would change and it would shift and then you would shift and like it was like finger by finger surrender and yeah. then i think like the things that i thought were were really big about it were one you were letting go of like just when it was gonna get fucking easy right Mm -hmm. just when it was going to get easy which is such a fuck you and then also this wasn't where you where you live anymore and that would have I think kind of killed you and then the third part is now you have to go out and figure out who the fuck you are Mm -hmm. all the known knowns are gone and you have to like actually Correct, like yeah, those were that's absolutely. Oh my gosh, all of that is absolutely correct. Um, it is absolutely correct. I'm in a in a place now of real the real liminal space where I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to do next. Like I genuinely have no idea, and I am, you know, I'm in a consulting role with a company for until next spring and. Our whole team stayed intact. And the other thing that I want to say about this is that when you have a company and you want to stop doing it, which 
you know, my business partner, Jen, was Knock Knock's founder, and this is Knock Knock's 20th year, which is a really long time for an independent consumer goods, you know, stationary company brand to exist and has had real, you know, real success. And also, it's not easy to transition leadership, like to have a company keep going beyond you when you're the founder and you want to leave. And this is something I'd never really, I hadn't really thought about because when I was building the company, I was just thinking about building it. I was just thinking about like, well, how do I do this part? How do I keep it going? How do I make it work? How do I have a staff? How do I do this? And how do I make you know products people want to buy? And I wasn't thinking about like, well, what happens when I don't want to do this anymore? And, you know, can you ensure that your team keeps their jobs? And can you ensure that the company lives beyond you? And we had an opportunity to sell to the publishing arm of Barnes & Noble, which um, I genuinely believe was the best path forward for the future longevity of both of these brands. Like, so logic aside... Right. Because like, I understand that there's all of the like, you know, what's going to happen to all the people that work there, what's going to happen to the brand, you Mm -hmm. know, but like, that's not what's happening in you. It's a part of what's making it easier or harder. Mm -hmm. What's happening in me. What's happening in you this whole time. And that's the part that I want What's happening in me is, as you said, it's a finger-by-finger letting go of this life that I thought that I would have. And really having to trust that what is on the other side of this is going to feel more aligned with the person that I am now. And did it feel aligned before last April when it was going smoothly and you didn't see an end? Not entirely. And that's one of the reasons why. Would you have chosen to leave? I mean, then. I would not have chosen to leave because security is so seductive. Especially to me, right? To me, that's one of my things, right? Is, Is personally security is so seductive. And... I knew, and I had known for a few years, that I was being called to do something different and not knowing what that was, but knowing that I wasn't, I didn't have a, I didn't care about making products in the same way that I once cared about it. Well, it's like in that 2017 post in Bali, you know, I think you were like, I used to be in school to be a therapist or something. I don't, I'm literally recalling this from fucking memory. So <laughs> it made an impact on me because I saw somebody kind of like, you know, apparently running for their, for their, like for what they're, why they got into maybe doing what they were doing in the first place. When I read that, it was like, oof, you know, like, yes, <laughs> you know, the things we get into and, and, and the, like the turns we take away from the truth we had when we started and, I guess what I, there's two things I want to know, but let's start with the first one. And I think if you could strip away all the voices that said, 
you know, if you could just strip away all the noise, there's obviously a voice that's been telling you to GTFO for a while, right? Like, when did you start hearing that not this voice? Uh, 2016, which was ironic because it was kind of at the height of my quote unquote success. And it was at the height of our like sort of popularity and media darlingness and, you know, all of that. And it was a voice saying, this life is great, but I don't, but it's not, it's not what you're here to do. Mm -hmm. Like you're here to do something else. You're here to write something else. You know, this is, this is a stepping stone on the way to something else. Mm -hmm. And I think that the last five years for me, five, six years for me, it was my long and drawn out and protracted way of trying to thread the needle of how to acceptably undo the life that I had built so that I could eventually go do something else. Mm-hmm. And then in May of 2021, 20, you and I are already talking about doing this podcast, correct? Yeah, because mm-hmm. we were, yes. Your eyes are beyond it. And that's the sense I got from you. It was so funny because in retrospect, you had two, you had a foot in two different worlds. And I think, you know what I mean? And yeah. I think, I guess, then it, then you are handed your exit strategy and you, at a way, at, like a clear way out. And I think of, I mean, I don't think you actually, I don't think that you actually made a firm decision to to not hold on until literally a few days before the sale was completed. Mm-hmm. Correct? That is correct. Can you talk about that piece of it? Because you have this clear voice that's yelling <laughs> at you six years ago, you know? And then you're also, when we're in a conversation over the past year, you're so matter-of-factly laying out how you're going to make it work for another couple of years. (laughs) And I think I just, I'm fascinated by that only because I understand that very deeply. I didn't surrender until I I had to be, you know, like fucking sonic boomed out of stuff to get me, Mm -hmm. you know, like I don't pay attention either. I think I do, but I don't, I hold on. And can you just talk about what that feels like as you're like, well, you know, logically, here's what I should do. But also, there's a part of you that's literally into a, a whole other life, you know, and and yeah. and you're back there, you know, making a, a calendar that doesn't reflect getting you there. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that this last couple of years, last year in particular, has taught me more than I ever wanted to know and I'm now happy to have this understanding about myself and <laughs> it's that I am so deeply programmed for security. Mm-hmm. Like the idea of security and something to hold on to 
has been driving me in ways that I didn't even understand. And so for me, it was this combination of, I felt like I could do both. Like I have read all the stuff, right? Like I have, I have read all the books and done the inner work and done the seminars and, you know, like all the, all the stuff about being energetically aligned in one direction and having, you know, and like, and not trying to split yourself. And yet I was like, well, (laughs) but I could do both. Like I could, this could work. (laughs) Like I could do this one thing over here and, and it would be easy and it's stable and it's, you know, not full time anymore. And like, and then I could also do all these other things that I really want to do that I don't know what they are yet. Like I could give myself time for exploring and, you know, fulfillment. I can have the security and this thing that I don't feel terribly connected to anymore. And at the same time, I can also do this other thing. And it, it turns out that that is not, that's not true. It's not true for anyone, you know? It's not true. And all the books were right. <laughs> yeah. And I am and I am not the beautiful exception to, you know, the laws of the universe, it turns out. And this last year has really shown me that. And I really needed this sort of protracted, drawn out process where at first I had a plan to stay as an employee and it, I was going to just stay for a year. So there was a, there was an end point just to a that. Year. I kept, um, every time we talk about this, I would be like, you'd be like, it's just two years. It's just a year and anybody can do it. And, and yes, but I kept on going like nothing is just, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm, just a year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know. I know. And as it happened a couple of days before the sale closed, uh, the terms of my employment were shifted and what we had sort of agreed upon up until that point was now no longer on the table and they wanted me for more hours and they wanted me to do other things. Mm. But what it did was really force me to make a decision of, do I want this job? Is How important is security to you? Because mm-hmm. you are now being offered something that you can definitively say you do not want. Yeah with a salary and a bonus and, you know, all of that. Yeah. Or you can leave and consult for a year and then not. Yeah. And so I chose to, uh, to not stay as an employee. And that felt when I tried on that decision in my body, it was a, it was so clear that I was, that it was time to leave. So it's been f- three weeks, four weeks. Three yeah. Weeks. Five. Yeah. Five. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Um, I don't understand time anymore, but, um, four. yeah, four ish. I know something, something. Um, and you, you know, have not figured out your next life yet. You nope. Know? Sure. Haven't. Can um, you talk about, how that feels five weeks in to not know how you're going to make money or how you're going to structure your day. Like, I know you have the consultant thing, so that kind of is like a nice, it's a nice support. A little buffer. Um, It's a good, it's a a a really good buffer. It's a really good support for this year. Right. Um, But yeah, it's actually, 
It's interesting because I vacillate between feeling terrified and feeling optimistic and feeling free and feeling just scared and doubting myself and questioning and like all of the stuff, you know, and the other thing that happened as part of this is that I have a non-compete, which means that I can't, you know, the easy thing for me to do would be like, oh, I'll just go make products over here. Um, or I'll go, you know, like I'll just go use, I'll go use the skills that I have to go do something related. And I can't do that until 2024. So it's, so I've got, I've got two years. So it really is sort of a universe saying like, bitch, you got to reinvent, you know, or you can't fall back on this thing that you've known for a long time. It doesn't fulfill you. Yeah. Um, so go, so really go figure it out. Yeah. And we were talking about that in one of the intros for Martha Beck, I think the for the second one about how we try how I have like I mean I just signed an agreement. I didn't even read it. Um I didn't hire a lawyer. It just I think I signed over all my IP, you know? And I think that it's so there's such a tendency to limit ourselves, but then I also think you have been like limiting ourselves to what we can see like what you know like the future is created by what we can see now yes and if all we can see now is what you know is what's is what we've done already Mm -hmm. yeah yeah then we're just gonna like be in this endless loop of doing the same shit and i think you know sometimes i felt my own thing like wow i really i really you know like shauna would say my blueprint you know like took away it's almost like i can imagine this like in a video game, these are like the three tools we're going to take away. And these are the three tools we're going to give you, you know, figure it out, go ahead. And I feel like in some ways, this is what you have been calling in and asking for, right? Which Mm -hmm. is like, take away, take away these things. And like, you know, show me the open path. And are you going to try and find an answer to what your next, like, how are you going to go about this? Hmm. Have you thought through like I said, I'm going to give myself a few months, you know, like yeah, have you so given yourself any of that? Like I am, I'm in the process of trying to sift through, um, you know, setting those parameters or do I set those parameters or how do mm-hmm. I, you know, how do I balance this feeling of, ah, I need to know where my income is going to come from and I need to know uh, what I do. And I need to know, you know, with this understanding that like, I need to give myself some time to figure this out and that I need to allow for things to come forward. Like I need yeah. to allow space for for grace and for things that I can't possibly imagine right now. Uh, you know, I look back at historical precedents of my life, right? And I trace back, there are just so many things and so many twists and turns that my life has taken that I never could have predicted you know, even Mm -hmm. a month ahead of time or, you know, just, you just never fucking know. And so, you know, I've really been leaning on that as a way to sort of um, temper my uh, just feeling like this, this need to know. And I feel really interested in, in the work that we've started with this podcast, you know, in this topic, right. Of topic Mm. of transition and topic of, and, and that's, kind of all I know. I was invited to apply for a fellowship, which I don't know yet 
which I'm doing and I don't know if I'll get it, that may be something that I do, but that's really a container to help me sort of figure out what this next phase of my life will look like. And so I really, yeah, I'm really, (laughs) I'm really trying to not future trip to really stay, stay with what is I Mm -hmm. have returned to meditation. I am leaning on all the tools in my arsenal to not freak the fuck out. Mm -hmm. And like, sometimes that means that I have to go places in my head. Like, you know, I worked in advertising for a decade before I started the company and like, I would be lying if I didn't say like I lie awake at night and think like, well, I, I could freelance, like I could write, I could write commercials if I have to, you know, like I could like, how can I, how could I make money? How can I get help? You know? And, and those are the things that, you know, if that makes me, if that makes me feel more secure in the moment so that I can fall asleep, then okay. You know, but the trick is to not live there. Yeah. Really hard to do, though, and really hard to do. Fuck, there's nothing. You know, I think like I keep on seeing this like vision of like you know, it's just like all of your like you know, like you're standing on four four you know four legged stool, and it's just like one by one by one they all get whacked, you know, and you're just without your like supports or your bar stool legs. I don't know, whatever, and. We think that's so bad, right? But then with all those other things, it doesn't let us get to this like really, really like the ter- like the, the all the parts, you know, all of the things that we think keep us safe, I think a lot of times are things that just keep us from really getting to like going to our edge. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, like Pema Children would say, it's like, it's just like juicy, it's rich, you know, it's full and, mm-hmm. but it's hard it's hard. And it also, you know, it makes it very clear. And I don't know if this is what's happened for you this last year, but I know that for me, it's made me really look at how many of my coping strategies are like trauma responses from childhood. You know, like how many, like, what is it about me and how I move through change and all of these things that I thought kept me safe, like, do they actually keep me safe? And what were they keeping me safe from as a kid? Mm-hmm. Like, where did my, my where, where did my programming come from? Is this real? Um, what is even real? You know, yeah. is this and like how and and nothing. <laughs> I I don't want to be forty six years old and acting on childhood programming. Well, I mean, like the truth is, though, you're going to be like 90 years old and acting on childhood programming. I mean, I totally, think, like, but like, there is, but do we, ha- but do we have to be? Like, I mean, can well, we, can we not? Can we? No, can I we, mean, like, I'm just saying. I mean, you are like, to a degree, right? Like, you know, but, somebody that's been like, yeah, like it's triggered all of my shit. You know, like my profession and career have always been the way that like I get love and that I earn my spot. And then without that, for fuck's sake, you know, fuck. And all of my stuff has come up in the past, you know, year plus as like this total, like, oh my God, that's alive in me, you know? And yeah, it's like shocking to see what has been so perfectly concealed 
by the illusion of stability and security. And I think like the idea that we can get rid of all of our like, I think like we don't get rid of it. We just like become better masters of, of, yes. of like holding. Oh, of, not- of noticing. Yeah, there's that. Yeah. Doing that again and yeah. not letting that like crazy ass part of you that's like running around, mm-hmm. you know, like trying to like secure the base. Yes. Run the Respond- show. Responding and not reacting. Right. Yeah. Like that's, it's that, it's that space. Yeah. I think like I've never been so uncomfortable in my whole life. And I know like I'm on a path of truth. I know that that what matters to me the most, unfortunately, <laughs> you know, is like being as close to like truth as possible. And the trade off with that is like, <sighs> I keep on getting, you know, just like it's just like you, you set up this perfectly cush thing. And I know that you are also committed to truth, unfortunately, you know? Mm -hmm. And there it's like, just when it gets good and easy, nope. And you're like, what the fucking fuck? But you're also like, I mean, that makes perfect sense to me. Yes. It was an absolute combination of what the fucking fuck and, well, I guess this is, this is literally what I'm here to do. Like this is, this is the point. Yeah. And thank you for this motherfucker of a lesson universe. You know, <laughs> like, like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's also, you know, the last thing I'll say, because I also think this is really important. I felt really silly sometimes about all this grief and disruption over a company, you know, and mm. I just want to acknowledge that this was your child and your where you chose with your limited life and time to invest your creative juices and love and passion and that this is such a big fucking deal even if it thank you you thank you yeah i mean this was you know like you i don't have kids this was my 30s this was my this was the most important thing in my life for many years. And it was, you know, at the expense of everything else. Yeah. So yeah, it feels, it feels very bittersweet to let it go. And it feels like the right thing. And it also, yeah, you know, there is, there is grief there for sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, and it'll probably just keep coming, you know, yeah. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Spoiler alert. (laughs) You know, I think like the most special part of this podcast for me doing it personally, aside from, you know, becoming your friend, is that it's explore. it's like so meta. It's exploring this topic while going through this topic. And Mm -hmm. the thing for me that I've had to really pull back on is not, you know, there's so many times where I wanted to say, we're doing a podcast and quitting for fuck's sake. Just quit, you know, because I'm so different <laughs> than you, you know? I know, I know, I know. And I think it's been, it's been so sweet to be part, to be on the other end of this and watching you go through your process. In my mind, I see you like setting up like, you know, those tiny little villages, like those, like, <laughs> yeah, the, little, like, like just like, carefully. Uh-huh. 
constructing the road goes there, you know, and <laughs> right, like the little school goes there. And uh, <laughs> yep, yep, yes, like a little, like a street lamp there, perfect. Um, it's been really sweet to watch you go through this process because I'm just, you know, the opposite. I'm just like, you know, stepping on the village. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Anyway, um, I mean, not always, but I think it's really nice to see, you know, our our very, very balanced tendencies. Um, so it's been a thrill to be part of you uh, getting, you know, going through everything you have and landing here. And I can't wait to see what's next. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's and we'll talk about this in your episode, too, but the your willingness to step on the village is something that I also admire. Oh, you're the meticulousness that you bring <laughs> to this game. It's like, well, wow. it's just so like that's how, you can bring so that's meticulousness, but then there's a hurricane that just comes in and like wipes out the village anyway. So, yeah. uh, you know, uh, who cares? <laughs> yeah, I know. So, you know. yeah, I know. I know. I know. <sighs> anyway. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. Thank you for giving me the space to share the truth around what's been going on just not just for these last couple months, but really for this last year for me. And six years. Apparently. Six years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true. It's true. Um, okay. We're good. We're good. You've been listening to Quitted, a podcast about quitting, hosted by Holly Whitaker and Emily McDowell. Our music is by Michael Blumenfeld. Our sound engineer is Adam Day, and our producer is Kathleen Kissich. Quitted is made possible by us and by our listeners. To support the show, join our patron community at patreon.com forward slash quitted. <laughs>